Hello, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Ravenloft, the demi-plane of dread. This is Season 3 of Tales from the Mists, a Dungeons & Dragons series full of love, inevitable betrayal, and gothic horror. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday at 6pm Pacific Time. Before we break your heart and dash all hopes, let's meet our unfortunate cast. It's me, T.K. Johnson, your dungeon master and favorite eldritch auntie. I write scary stories and I put them on the internet, and you can read them at my website, tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart-of-the-party Mercy Albrecht, storm sorceress and <sighs> heartbroken changeling. Follow me at Lisa Penrose on Twitter. I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley Ava Mordenheim. Artificer, wizard, alchemist, and abyssal tiefling. You can follow me on Twitter at K A Y N C L I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play the Weird Jackal Vistana revolutionary bard, Konstantina Avshalamov. Follow me on Twitter at Ashley and H Warren, or check out my website, scribemind.com. I'm Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, the drow who knows everybody's secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode features a guest dungeon master, Jennifer Kretschmer. Find her at DreamWisp on Twitter. We're also joined by Kelly Butler and Chad Quant as special guests and sorry souls. Find them on Twitter at the Opera Geek and at Quantum Theory, respectively. Are you ready to re-enter the mists? <laughs> as if it matters. Here comes episode 33, Blood from Stone. Hello, Mistwalkers! Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Mist. Uh, you'll notice we have uh, someone new uh, over in the Dungeon Master's seat, Auntie, uh, or Auntie TK is away, uh, which means I'm sure that this is going to be a lovely, fun episode where we frolic, we have mimosas in the prison. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, so if you, this is your first time tuning in, Tales from the Myth is a spooky gothic horror show set in the Demi Plains of Dread, uh, in Ravenloft. Uh, we have four core cast members, which include myself, Varg, uh, Vargas, Hadil, <laughs> Kayla, and Ashley, and two new guests. So let's go ahead and do some introductions. Um, and let's start with our lovely guest dungeon master. Um, hi, I am Jen Kretschmer. And I am found on Twitter as at Dreamless. I'm found on Twitch as Dreamless Jen. I am part of the Beyond Heroes crew for D&D Beyond. Um, and I'm very, very excited to be here. No nightmares today, right? Only lovely sweet. No, it's, it's going to be fine. It's, it's absolutely uh, sunshine and rainbows and uh, no, no, no horror, no death, no, no anything frightening. Right. It's going to be great. We deserve a vacation. Great. Completely. <laughs> completely. Just don't look at what's in the sugar jar for the tea. Um, okay. Uh, uh. I'm Lisa Penrose. <laughs> I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, tiefling, storm sorceress, changeling, uh, who is uh, ready to uh, defeat death. Basically, uh, she's prepared. 
um, Hadil. Hey, my pal, uh, Hadil. I play naughty boy Vargas, who has never faced any consequences to his actions. He really hasn't. Um, he is a lesson in failing up, so um, nothing bad ever happens. You just roll with it. Lovely. <laughs> Ashley. Hello, I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Konstantina of Shalomov, which is how you pronounce her last name, although NPCs often don't pronounce it correctly. And she's ready to um, also maybe kill some bad guys and go on an expedition without the help of a really condescending person that we met in the last episode, who was fun. You don't need him. Yeah, but at first we liked him, but then he was a jerk. <laughs> So that was, that's no fun. I mean, it's kind of fun. At first we liked him, but then he kept talking. Right. <laughs> Kayla. Hi, I'm Kayla. I play Vosley Ava Mordenheim, who loves to fail down and has a lot of consequences for her actions. Far too many. Please let me live. <laughs> and uh, the first of our lovely guests, Kelly. Hi, uh, my name is Kelly. Um... You might know me as the Opera Geek, and I am here playing for the first time Lila Sidur, who is um, a warrior monk. No secrets. That looks like a face you can trust. Totally. Um, and someone familiar to those who watch the D&D channel is our other guest, Chad. Hello, uh, I am Chad Quant, your friendly animation boy. Uh... I write for some cartoons like Troll Hunters and Unikitty and other cool stuff. And uh, today I am returning to the D&D realm as uh, Reader the Warforged Rogue, uh, the Inquisitive Rogue, uh, who is very excited to make some friends and totally not lose any more body parts. What's that on Reader's shoulder? You know, that is a uh, a little, uh, what would you call a souvenir he picked up from his... Uh, Previous encounter, one of his his good, maybe one of his best friends, Nejma, uh, sacrificed their eye for Reader in a very brave act. And uh, now I just got a, an eye on my shoulder that I, I totally take very good care of, and I'm constantly lubricating it and keeping it wet. That sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, that, that, you know I mean. that like came a, out odd. <laughs> it moist. moist. Moist is better? <laughs> moist is better. <laughs> It's a moist boy. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Magical eyedropper. Eyedropper. Mage there, hand. Yeah. Just feeding it. A On bit. that magical eyedropper. <laughs> an endless. Like an endless it's an alchemy dropper. <laughs> uh, in that case, Jen, take it away. Hmm. All right. Well. We begin our story with a mystery. In fact, Reader and Lila, you both seem to be interested in mysteries. And one has come to your attention. You see, in the city of Mudar, where our story takes place, even before the walls came down, people were going missing. Rarely, but just often enough that those in charge had started to take notice. The most recent person to go missing was a bureaucrat, Maka, a Horosite who managed the paperwork for the agreement between the Temple of the Horosites and Dr. Kettle's research team. The only clue that's been found to indicate their whereabouts was a favorite quill they used to write in their favorite scroll, which was stored in their favorite government-issued scroll case, 
which was emblazoned with the head of Nibis, which they were never without. Their beloved ostrich quill was found abandoned on the side of the road to the high temple, but the bureaucrat was nowhere to be found. You have both been following their trail as best you can, but work beckons. For Lila, it is to the Temple of the Horoscites. And for you, reader, uh, it is to the team of Dr. Balthazar Kettle. You both have been conscripted, however, to assist in an expedition. Lila in a protective capacity, reader in a research capacity, to aid with Dr. Kettle's expedition. And you are sent with a foregroup into the tomb of Anktapod. You are currently down beneath the tomb, having been sent several hours ago. You are in a room that is a, it's a large, uh, you entered it through a large sand-covered stone, which creaks and shifts suddenly, and silently then descends into the depths of the sands. Beneath that stone is a small room, empty save for a chiseled sarcophagus, and the walls are covered in hieroglyphs. It's dark in here. Why don't you describe yourselves and tell me what you're doing? Would you like to go first? Oh, no, please. I defer to you. I, I, hope, I hope that our characters just both kind of just like bow and judge. But please, you go first. <laughs> but you. Please, you, no, but you go first. I, no, after, no, I insist. After, but you. But you. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to introduce myself. I am uh, Rita the Warforged, uh, here at behest of uh, my current employer. Uh, I, uh, I love exploring worlds and learning more about them in the hopes of I might someday get back to my own uh, realm. And I I have this whole thing about my father being murdered. I think Reader just goes on for like five <laughs> minutes over telling his personal story about his father being murdered and, and his killer getting escaped and no one listening to him. And you're like, yes, yes, that's fine. And I, I, I just go, but if anything, I can help with this. And I light a little candle on the top of my uh, Warforged helmet head to shed some light on the room. And the light illuminates out of Reader's candle. You can see the entire room is, is uh, covered in hieroglyphs. Um, there uh, is There seems to be something potentially over in the corner of the floor, but it's hard to tell from here. Lila, tell us about what, what you look like. So what you see... Lila is a very tall, um, kind of bronze-skinned Asimar, and her eyes are green, completely green. They just kind of glow with this very dull light. Her head has been shaved very close, and she wears the uniform of a warrior monk, a guard at the temple of Mudar. She looks inquisitively around the, around the room, and wanders aloud to the Warforged. Do you recognize any of the writings in here? Uh, I'm happy to uh, to digest them and see what I do. Uh, would this be the first roll of the game to... This would be the first roll of the game. Please give me an investigation roll. I'm not sure if Lila should as well, given that she does spend time in the temple. But um... Yes, uh, go ahead. Uh, and Lila, you can, you can do investigation or history, your choice. All right, that is a 15. Okay. Um, 17. Perfect. Yes. So, reader, what you're understanding here is is the architectural aspect of this. Neither of you speak the language that these are written in, but you can glean from them the, the substance of what they're describing, which is the construction of the temple here, that it was built over many years as a, a, a shrine and a resting place for the god-king Octopot, 
and and her her ilk that there were hundreds involved in the building of the temple. Uh, Lila, you are able to ascertain a bit more about the period in which this occurred, you know, the hundreds of years ago. And you can tell that the story seems to go on for longer than uh, what would be considered a typical time for for providing that sort of uh, building. Ordinarily, it would be built relatively soon after the passing of the God King, because all of the servants would have passed as well. And once all of the servants were passed, the tomb would be completely sealed up, and that would be the end of things. Uh, this seemed to go on for some time after that. Does it say anything here about uh, properly maintaining and cleaning of the tomb as he brushes sand out of all of his gears and cogs? Yeah. The stone slab that came down lifts silently back up and some more of that sand falls down. This room is not filthy, but it's definitely not been particularly well maintained. There's, you don't see anyone, you don't see a cleaning crew described. You don't see any mechanisms built in for, for hygienic uh, purposes in terms of the tomb maintenance. And, and so it's taken some time to decipher these. And then on the other side of the far wall, you hear a, a thudding, the rushing of footsteps, some screams coming as well. All of the rest of you, you have just come through the mural in the temple where fiends were attacking on all sides. You had, you had a number of friends with you and sorrow, uh, was, you heard a loud scream and you, kept running. Some of the fiends got past. They grabbed some of the researchers. You had about a dozen, 15 researchers with you, as well as Dr. Balthasar Kettle and his assistant Temperance. And they were, you all were sprinting. Some of the assistants were grabbed by these fiends. They were shredded on the way. So you are going because they are chasing you. You come up against a wall at the end of this tunnel, these long stairs you've descended. What would you like to do? Oof. Oh my goodness. Mercy probably makes sure that all of her friends and researchers get as close to the wall where she's assuming there's some way to get through, and she wants to stand between all of them and any pursuing demons. All right. And you do. Um, would Lila and Rita have been able to hear which wall this was behind? Yes. Uh, this would be the south. In that case, Lila would, uh, she would gently push uh, Reader behind her and interpose herself between the wall and and Reader and ready herself um, and say to him, generally, I find the dead do not make this much noise. Uh, Give me a perception check, please. Oh, boy. Reader, you as well. Okay. Perception. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, it's me. So we knew it was going to happen. Natural. Okay. Uh, That is uh, 19 for me. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, you do hear. Well, I mean, you should just let me through. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Well, I shouldn't be standing here. Hurry up. Uh, you recognize it as the voice of Dr. Balthasar Kelly. Ah, it is our employer. And he sounds <laughs> quite distressed. If there was only some way to gently remove this wall away without disturbing any of the important uh, uh, information and hieroglyphs, I'd love to write down all of them. Do you think we could wait? We probably can't wait. What would you like to do? It does not sound like they want to wait. Hmm, perhaps a a good heave-ho shove? Is there any, uh, maybe loosen this wall? Yeah, you go to put, do, do you want to push it? Do you want to 
lift it? Do you want to slide it? What would you like to do? Uh, if, I, if I can see where I can like grab, uh, like get purchase on it, if there's any kind of like nooks or crannies, I would definitely be down to try to uh, like jimmy my rapier in there and kind of like pry it open. Okay, uh, you go to do that, and it it turns completely, you know, bookcase style. Uh, oh, very, very handy. And it opens up. The rest of you, uh, it turns as the, the wall that you are up against turns uh, horizontally and you are able to see a room beyond where there is a a, a monk in, in temple garb and there is a tall, uh, constructed fellow. Hello. Mercy starts shepherding people like through. She's the closest to the demons. Yeah. I don't want to die! I don't want to die! Go in, go in! Hurry! She starts, like, pushing people a little. And Kettle sort of shoves his way through, pushing you aside. Vasily, like, shuffles in and is immediately just, like, honing in on Reader. Because she's like, oh no, it's, a, it's like a, it's another construct creature. So she just wants to start examining him. Very subtly, kind of, like, kind of awkwardly to the side, standing a little too straight and kind of, like, side-eyeing him. Sure, I, th- I think Reader's just waving to you the entire time continuously. Just... Has not stopped yet, like a windshield wiper. Uh, Queek, help me close the door! And Mercy's trying to push the door closed again. Okay. Um, I will help Mercy push the door. Uh, my arms are full of more <laughs> beanie babies that look like Vasily. Where did they keep putting down? <laughs> you're not- I don't- is, does, I know, I, they're helping, like I'll make one help. Excuse me, where did you come from? Hello. The other way. And so the 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 door, uh, everyone comes in, and the door closes. It's pretty cramped in here now. This is this isn't a huge room, and you now have uh, seventeen people ish uh, in here. It's it's with the researchers and the entire expedition team. So this is the rest of the expedition team that you were expecting to be here, including Doctor Balthazar, right? Yeah, including Doctor Balthazar Kettle, who uh, adjusts his ascot and or his red kerchief, and he tweaks his beard, and he twists his mustache, and he, I knew what I was doing. No, you didn't. I knew that you were like. Absolutely, I did. I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you like shrieking and running up the hallway? Like we're all trying to get to safety, but you don't need to like push everyone else out of the way. I think I saw you cry a little bit. Yeah, that was not very subtle or cool. Well, you thought wrong, right? Temperance and Temperance, uh, who is a uh, a young woman with short curly hair uh, and a pair of glasses uh, and some freckles. She she goes, oh, uh, uh, yes, Professor. Yes, and you've realized as as you've you spent a bit of time with them while they were talking upstairs, she is uh he refers to her as, as his intern. She is a quite competent in her own right <laughs> and seems to be uh constantly taking notes for him. She she has a notebook where she's completely engrossed in, in taking notes of everything he might say and, and seems to uh cross reference information that he may provide with information that she already knows. <laughs> well, um, we came from the temple to, or what's left of the temple, maybe. But we are here to stop the god king Octopot, who maybe is an avatar of death. Oh, I I assumed that they were dead. Well, you know, centuries ago. Are, is that not the is that not the case? You have heard uh, the tales of Octopot. From Dr. Kettle. Uh, Why do you get a history check? Please. Also, while I'm doing this, I'm like, uh, uh, Doctor, uh, we, we found a door. Are you proud of us? Well, my boy, that's, uh, that's quite, a, quite an achievement. Well. 
<laughs> uh, that's a 23 for history. Okay. Uh, yes. You know that Antipat was the god king of the region, that Antipat was put to rest as part of an agreement uh, that there was Sekhmet and uh, Sekhmet and, and Antipat were the two warring powers. Antipat was, as long as they both slept, there was peace. Mm. This is not the case anymore. Senmet is is back, uh, and and Doctor Balthazar Kettle is responsible and has a a scroll which is said to help keep Antipat asleep. Mm. Okay, because chaos will reign should Antipat rise. Uh, that that's the cause of all of the the recent problems in Mudar with the shield coming down and, and uh, the undead and things. Walking the lands. Sure, just tucking an undead god in. That sounds easy. That sounds great. There's already much imbalance. <laughs> we have to Indeed. try to correct this any way we can. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think that's an excellent idea. Yes. Are you also employees of Dr. Balthazar? Um, absolutely not. We also don't work for Vardgis. Right. We work for ourselves. Thank you very much. And I would like, you know, I'm kind of tired of people assuming that we, like, have to work for somebody? Like, if they just asked us nicely, we would have helped. But instead they had, like, arrested us. We get it, Constantina. You're a strong, independent <laughs> We get it. I'm just, like, gesticulating with one of the babies. Like, we understand. We, for the last time, always... Always like she's always like this. I wish I had like an actual beanie baby to like note to self. Get ideal beanie babies. <laughs> this is just for me. Can I know which which beanie baby are you thinking? It's the most like I don't know if we want to give shout outs to Ty. Or, but <laughs> sponsored, not sponsored. Is this like a Princess Diana bear? Is this more of like a the, that lobster? You know which which, which the lobster. Do? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, it has to be one of the ones from McDonald's. Super tiny um, and crappy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know that can of worms. Wow, I can't believe the whole cast Please. fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> In episode 33. <laughs> I'm observing. This is a fascinating dynamic. Um, which actually Lila um, is doing. She's watching it almost like a tennis match going... Like, she's trying to comprehend what is going on. This is very out of the realm of what she normally experiences from people. As soon as Reader started talking, Mercy's eyes got really big and wide. And she's been like, it's very crowded in this room. So she's edging, like, through the crowd towards Vasily until she's next to Vasily. Kind of with Vasily between her and Reader. And Mm -hmm. she's going to kind of lean over Vasily's shoulder and whisper, I don't know if it's rude to ask it. But he sat a golem. Vasily is like not really paying attention. She's been very carefully trying to subtly lift Reader's hat <gasps> because she wants to see if the candle is powering him or if there's some <laughs> other power source. So she's just like very like like bead of sweat rolling down her head as she like tries to lift the hat without him noticing. As as Reader just blinks obliviously into the distance, not thinking about it at all. Um, excuse me, why are you uh, manhandling my colleague? Is, are you <laughs> Vasily like freezes she's like, um, I should have mentioned too Lila is quite big she is an Asimar so she is quite tall and a little bit imposing <laughs> um I I wasn't I just I was just curious 
about how he works. Fasily. She like carefully pulls her hands back to You may you may ask him. He is very talkative. Is he <laughs> Is he did you is he yours? Does he belong to you? Did you make him? He belongs to himself. Oh well thank you. Well uh I, I am sort of a uh free agent right now. Uh currently uh working as freelance for the good doctor, but uh yeah, yeah. So you you all talking about this idea of kind of just being self-employed, and this is a new idea that readers never thought of before. And he, he writes down in his notebooks like maybe capitalism isn't the answer, and just kind of quickly like, yes, <laughs> social socialism, socialism question mark. I'm a crudely drawn Karl Marx. Yeah. In the- but uh, for Tavasli, uh, I think reader wants to quickly like lift off his hat. He goes, if if you would like this, please uh, help yourself. I need have no need for warming my head. Vasily is like like one of those cartoon characters with little stars in her eyes, because she's just like, oh my god. He writes in a book. Like, in her head, there's like this little <laughs> montage, like, he writes in a book. He's thinking about capitalism. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so advanced. Does... Does the book that reader has, is it on the front, does it say, like, Book of Crimes, and it's, like, crossed out, it says, <laughs> well, Book Economics. Else. I, <laughs> would, I would argue that capitalism is going in the Book of Crimes, is what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, he, he still has this Book of Crimes. It is bursting. Pages have been, like, inserted very erroneously. There's, like, fold-out sheets. It's very Marauder's Map, kind of. Uh, there's a lot of, like, notes stringing by. But, yeah, there's definitely a new section of just, like, Economics, question mark. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Kettle is, uh, standing next to Temperance and saying, Take note, on this day, I, Dr. Balthasar Kettle, have discovered the tomb of Octopot. <laughs> I look at this in- intern and I'm like, don't, don't write that down. <laughs> well, the sarcophagus of Octopot! Because there is a large sarcophagus in the center of the room. Mercy's going to move toward the sarcophagus and she says, Is he seat? We just go, we just went through the wall and we're here. Is he seat? Uh, of course. W- what else could it be? I sincerely doubt that this would be the sarcophagus of the God King. Mercy. Go ahead and give me uh, an investigation roll, please. Me? Yes. Box of snakes. Seven. Seven? We found it. It might be it. This could be it. <laughs> <laughs> could I do like a, a either intelligence or history check to see if there's any certain markings on the sarcophagus itself? I know we were looking at the walls, but sort of like yeah. Go ahead and give me. Go ahead and give me. Give me perception on this. Okay. Um, and also for uh, Lila because she would have had some type of religious stuff having been in the temple. Sure. She would kind of know perception as well. You would like? Uh, or... Yes, please. Uh, that is a fifteen. Okay. Can Vargas also look? Like, Vargas knows wealth, so, like, yeah. can he? Okay. Sadly, only an 11. There are too many people in here, I can't <laughs> see anything. Go 15? Okay, both of you out of 15. So, uh, you both recognize that uh, there is dimpling on the outside, uh, it's been chiseled, and Vargas, you can pretty clearly, because you might have done this before, tell that this was once covered in gold and it's been removed by thieves. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, this, mm. Somebody's already been in here. Sorry, Professor. It looks like you did not discover this one. <laughs> oh, well. I'm just saying, like, been, gold's been nicked. Uh, not that I would uh, ever do that. I've definitely seen it done, though. Fardis, you're so knowledgeable. I am. Um, oh. uh, 
I know a thief when I see one if you look right here. Well, no one's written a book about it, so... Twists his mustache. You've, you've got me there, chap. Nobody has written a book about discovering something that they did not discover. <laughs> I like the cutting your jib. I'll have to write a book about that later. I, I think readers added to his uh, his side book on this discovery. You know, it said discovered by Doctor Balthazar, but in the in the there's like an asterisk now. It's like first technically found by uh, uh, Lila and Reader on behalf of Doctor Balthazar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The the tomb thieves have become very audacious to attempt this. Surely a god king wouldn't let someone steal from their tomb. Mercy knocks on the sarcophagus a little bit. Hello. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that. Um, um, Mercy, you as you touch the sarcophagus, your gravesite kicks in. Oh, and you see a figure, and it it actually almost comes out of the hieroglyphics on the walls, you see them start to move a bit. And and what you see is a person who is overseeing this this building of this tomb, the person who has created it and, and shaped it and described it and and is commanding the process of building it. And then you see their their life as they watch it being built. And then you see their death, and then it sort of trails into the ground and toward the sarcophagus. Um, Mercy had knocked on the sarcophagus and then kind of collapsed onto it a bit as she's hit with all of these visions. <sighs> no, no, this is not the God King. This is someone else. Um, uh, a great person, though, who created the tomb to house the God King while this is, she slept. Sorry, Professor. Still a good discovery, Professor. Still very good discovery. Why, thank you, Rita. It's like two degrees from the important person. <laughs> so you did it. <laughs> well, that's all. That's all that matters. Is yeah, I know. did it. The justice kerchief. <clears throat> um, and I wasn't scared. Lila would like to keep checking around the room to see if she can find any other exits. Sure. Including, like, touching the walls to see if there's any... Yeah, you find... A- a panel in the corner mm-hmm. that pretty easily lifts off on the side, and it leads to a stairway. Um, it's fairly narrow, but there is a stairway that leads down. Hmm. I believe we have found our exit, or at least where we go onward. I would be happy to take the stairs. Uh, is is there a sound, by the way? Is Are we still hearing like the demons outside the door we close, like the wall? You are hearing snarling and growling. Um... But it has it has lessened than uh, from what it was while you were uh, right right after everyone arrived. They seem to have lost lost interest. In yeah, it. is is there any anyone worried about the uh, gnashing and gnawing outside? Should we maybe leave someone behind to guard the way, so to speak? Oh, I thought we'll leave Balthazar, who is very brave, and he could just stay here. Oh, I'm very brave, but if there's more to discover, I'm going to discover it. You first said, Mr. Kettle. Excellent. Temperance, why don't you go first? I will say, if she goes first, she technically discovers it. Mm-hmm. I don't make that the rules. True. Well, I, I, I'm there to do the discovery. I mean, she wouldn't know what she's looking at. She needs me. So, we had a forward expedition team for a reason. I, Lila has given up on listening to this, and she mutters something to herself, and illuminates so that she casts light 
And then she okay. begins to make her way carefully down the stairwell. And because Kelly has done this before, can I please make sure there's no traps as I'm walking? <laughs> Give me a perception check, please. Oh, good. Uh, so you are the... As you're going down this stairwell, it, it is very narrow. It's about three feet wide, and there's only about four feet of headroom. So you're going to have to duck down as you go down this, this mm-hmm. stairwell. Um, that was a 19. Okay. Yes. As you're going down, you realize that you sort of are, are throwing, kicking stones and dirt down ahead of you. Um, and you realize that there's something, one of the steps seems off. Um, and when you look closer, you realize that that is a, uh, that's a pressure step. Mm-hmm. It seems like it activates going downward, uh, going, I'm sorry, going upward, but not going downward. So there's, there are two steps involved in that. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, activating step is down below and the deactivating step is up above. So you can step on the deactivating step and then you're fine to go down. But if you were to step mm-hmm. on the activating step and go up, it would go badly. Um, I would relay behind me just for everybody to watch where they're going and where they are putting their feet because it is very narrow and if one of you falls all of us are going to fall uh, very very deep and well well set uh reader will follow are you making fun of me, no ne- never making fun making fun of a friend would be the worst crime uh i will follow along with you as a part of our uh away team He's a golem. He's a nice golem. I've only met one nice golem before. Well, m- miss, I'm not necessarily a golem, though you're not t- technically wrong, I guess. I'm, what a, I'm a warforged and uh, a, 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 a synthetic being uh, built by a, a human uh, inventor. So very similar to a golem, but I would prefer warforged, even though I don't really war. I don't really war as a verb. That you were forged. I was forged, so that part is correct. More, more like a, a a book forged. It sounds like the same thing, but if you want to be called a warforged, I will call you a warforged. That's a much cooler word. He sounds like a nerd. Vasily, did you make this and like forget about it? I don't. That's that's honestly what she's trying to figure out. She's been like staring at him a lot. <laughs> she wants to claim this one. Um. But she no, just, too advanced. Can't be used. Oh. Have you? Have you? Not something wrong with it. Have, have you build warforges? I would like to ask you many questions. Uh, you. Oh, you should ask her all the questions. Just, I wouldn't call them warforged as much as an abomination. But you should ask her so many questions. Don't stop. Just, just keep asking. She loves it. Okay. Okay. He's very good at asking. I'm questions. very good at asking questions. He also answers them <laughs> after he asks them. Uh, perhaps we should uh, do our interview not in these limited stairwell, though. That sounds great. Yeah, we should keep going. All hunched over, coming down this very, very low-ceilinged area, and you reach a uh, platform, and people start to fan out a bit. And as you as you do so, you hear a scream from uh, to to your right. Um, to, to our right at the base of the stairs, after we're down uh, on the platform, yeah, where people have sort of started to fan out, like a humanoid, like I'm or I'm in danger, scream or like a screech. Oh yes. Oh no, Mercy just runs in that direction, and um, Lila would as well. As soon as you turn, you realize that the floor has crumbled away. Oh, from a part of the landing that you're on. Uh, and beneath it are spikes, uh, and a person has fallen and 
landed and uh, been impaled one one of the expedition members. Uh, Lila would reach out and grab um, Mercy, you know, by the sleeve so that she doesn't go flying. Oh, does it look like are they like still screaming? Like, does it look like they could be helped? Potentially, they are pretty far down there, about fifty feet oh. down. Are Are you all right down there? <laughs> There is screaming. Uh, screams of absolute agony. Oh no! Oh uh, no! Wait, uh, these are they like 50 feet down? Yeah, it's about 50 feet down. Can I try to cast a spell to help them? You may, absolutely. Um, I would like to... Oof. So worth using a third level spell. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm going to cast Mask Healing, Mask Healing Word. Which has a sixty foot range. Okay. Um, they get. Are you healing them while they're on the spike? Well, I don't know what to do. I just am trying to like. Uh, just bring them slightly <laughs> back to life. So you want to feel more? Bad. Perhaps we should lift them off the spike before you kill them or before you heal them. Mercy, you so you catch Mercy and she's like panicking and she's going to uh, lean down, uh, crouch down, and wave her hands. And I have a sixty foot range. On levitate, okay. and I'm going to delicately remove them from the spike uh, while Constantina okay. is like standing there figuring out what to do. As you lift them off of the spikes, you see that the spikes were barbed. Oh no, uh, I made it worse! I mean, to be fair, he's probably the one that robbed the tomb, so I don't feel too bad about it, but. Oh, it's one of our expedition members! Oh, is it? Mm. Oh. Well, you know, <laughs> he could have I mean, still robbed the tomb. This is yeah, why you let the know. forward party go forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this area is is very much covered in cobwebs. Um, it is uh, upstairs. It was a little bit less filthy. Uh, here, the the wear and tear of time has has suffused the tomb. You can smell the the dust and the decay and the rot, but it, it's so ancient it almost has faded away. And so, right now, you have this person uh, lifted up. Um, they are bleeding down onto these barbed spikes. Um, Mercy's saying what I said, like, oh no, I, oh, Constantina, help! Are they still alive, or is it like they're screaming and then I've levitated them off and it's silent? They are not, uh, in... <laughs> they're, they're at least unconscious. No. Well, let me... What have I done? I just, can you, like, continue to hold them and I could try to heal them? Can we bring them back up here? I can only bring some up so far. They're uh, oh, 30 I, feet away from us now. I also have levitate with my instrument. Um, levitate okay. lets you lift someone up to 20 feet vertically. Would that stack? <laughs> I don't know. Like I if Mercy did Jen. it and then I did yeah, it? Yeah, you know what? I, if, if you want to work together to make that happen, I am going to say it's Let's use all our spell slots on this, on, on Brad. That's fine. Well, I have lots of charges on yeah. my. They are now Brad. They are now canonically Brad. You know and love. This is a new, this is new Brad. Okay. No. This is someone we witnessed being very badly hurt, and we're just trying to help. But I will use my um. I have a my violin has some spells that are innate within it, so I'm going to use one of those charges to cast levitate to help bring them another twenty feet. What does it look like when okay. you use a violin spell? So yeah, pretty much all of my magic comes through my violin anyway, and it's always like safely stored in this like I have this like kind of violin bandolier that keeps it kind of like compressed against my body, but it's not like a full violin case because that would be 
not great for adventuring. Um, so it's not so much that you, I also have my, um, bow on, on like my hip. It's like part, hanging next to my sickle. So it's not so much that I'm actively like playing my instrument. It's more that I kind of like reach for it and I touch it and it's like infused with this, like, I guess this like kind of faint red glow. So I'm going to kind of like invoke my, the magic from my, my instrument and cast levitate. So that brings them within like about 10 feet. If they're 10, mm, no, that's still too far to reach. How tall is Reader? I am pretty tall. I think like you know, six to seven feet, I believe. Uh, uh, maybe I could, I, I want to basically like take um, uh, your your very strong monk hand and basically like, have you ever heard of a uh, human chain or a warforged chain, if you will? Uh, take take my hand and I want to like reach out and like lean forward with my rapier and like hold onto the blade with my hand and just give the handle to that person to grab hold like and try to like fish them in like a like a like a half dead goldfish out of the, the aquarium. Lila Lila will you know kind of release where she had been holding Mercy and she you know braces uh she braces Reader and she's like please please don't Ooh. fall Reader how much do you weigh. Oh, that is a good. This is a good question. You know, <laughs> Lila, I'm going to need a strength check from you, please. Almost. Um, you've already seen how well I roll, Chad. So, um, I think this was a great idea. It was nice. I have you. full faith in you. I, I, <laughs> readers fallen to his death many a time, and he always turns out okay. I mean, as I pointed out, <laughs> Lila's the one who apparently got drawn wearing a red shirt, and you called us the away team. So thanks for that. <laughs> I, I should it. probably. <laughs> I should have probably realized that. Thanks, Chad. Didn't you fall off of an airship in the last show? <laughs> I, I dove on? off an airship. Uh, Actually, you did yeah. I rolled? I rolled a nineteen on the die. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Um, plus two. So yeah, twenty-one. Okay. You strong. You strong girl. I'm strong. <laughs> so, uh, reader is. I'm assuming you're pretty heavy because you are made of metal. Uh, however, there were some replacements made to you since you've arrived through the mists, uh, and those replacements were made of dark wood, so they are significantly lighter than they used to be. Um, so Lila is able to grab hold of you, and you reach out your rapier to this floating person who is very much, you know, broken and bleeding uh, as they um, are hovering in the air. Did you get a healing word off on them? You're currently co- focusing on on floating them, correct, Constantino? Yes. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, my plan was to kind of bring them up and then cast healing, but I think if we are trying to bring them like back to us, I might save my healing until then. Okay. They are unconscious, so they are not going to be able to think about grabbing onto the the radio. I, I don't know if this helps. So I'm trying to like kind of like. Gently bat them out of the air over to us, kind of just like lob them over. Yeah, this is like the worst claw machine game ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Give me an attack roll, um, but it won't be an attack. It'll be a it'll be a grab. Okay, sure, cool. I mean, there's like a giant hole right in them. Can he just like grab them by the giant? impaled hole and yank them over. <laughs> like I, I mean, I'd, I'd spoon the spear right through. Y- y- you could, but <laughs> you're using a, a blade to do that. Use what you got. I mean, would I be adding my like uh, plot bonus to hit to that? Okay, so that'd be yep. uh, that'd be a sixteen. Okay, um, yeah, you are able to bat them towards you close enough that you can grab hold, and uh, they they are slippery with blood, but you are able to pull them to you uh, and get them back onto the solid area of the landing. Well, d- well done, team. Well done. 
and Brad is now battered and broken and unconscious, uh, but on the landing. <coughs> I would like to cast uh, Cure Wounds okay. on them. Let's see. So this is just by touch. So I'm just going to put my hand on the not injured part of their body. And they get casting it at level two. Well, they should get a few points. Let's see. Oh, not great. Oh, that's a little better. That's really 2d8 plus 4. That's pretty good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to do math and my brain is like not functioning. <laughs> um, that is uh, 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, so some of Brad's uh, wounds knit. He stops bleeding uh, out so profusely, um, and the wounds begin to knit. He is still uh, not in fantastic shape, but there is a uh, one one of the expedition members. Says, I, I I I can stay with him. We can go back up there, and uh, I can carry him up. I know which stairs to avoid. We can just we can just sit tight there, and I'll take care. How of him. is he down here? The, the expedition has about 15 members. Uh, yeah, I just, I just thought that Reader and I were the forward team. I thought we were the ones... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were leading the whole group down the stairs. I thought you were just going out in front. Oh, okay. I, I, he just did this. Okay. Yeah, I, this I all just this, happened. On the I thought this was a he's been here for a while thing, and I'm like... Oh, no, no, no. How this, did he get here? This just happened. The the Everyone landed on the landing, fanned out. And then part of the landing collapsed. And I think we're just worried about someone stealing our thunder as the, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's important. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad what, the only thing Brad can lay claim to is discovering those spikes. And he discovered them with his torso. We shall call them Brad's spikes. I make a note down in the book. Yeah. <laughs> or we could just call them Brad's and we can use them to hold paper and folders. <laughs> Take an inspiration for that. <laughs> As everybody who didn't go to school in the late nineties goes, what's a brat? <laughs> <laughs> it's no. an impaled ex- adventure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are on a landing. There is a uh, one square of the um, the stone of the landing has fallen out. Uh, there are stairs down on the other side of the landing as well. That continue down. I think we should continue downwards, but before um, the carekeeper of Brad uh, takes him back to the room upstairs, uh, Mercy is going to dip her claw in Brad's blood and draw an eternal order symbol on the palm of the caretaker. Okay. And she says, this is very important. Should something happen to Brad, uh, should he not make it, you must draw a circle and send the symbol um, all around uh, to prevent the spark of life and his coming back as an undead. You're in the two of deaths. We must take every precaution. Oh, 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 okay. This is the best reaction Mercy has ever had to her <laughs> eternal order beliefs. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and they, he sort of, uh, or the, the, the caretaking person uh, picks up Brad, slings them over their shoulder, and, and stomps back up the stairs. Before he goes up, Reader goes, hey, hey, you um, get him some water. You, get you him watch some the water. step, the steps, the two steps. Oh, <laughs> uh, they did say that they knew which steps to avoid. So okay, good. <laughs> Let's see if they do. Yeah, they do. 
Okay, good. And they continue up. What would you like to do? Um, well, first thing, um, Lila will go over to Mercy. Now, I'm not familiar with how big your character is. Is your character quite big or quite small? Um, kind of in betweeny. She is like, well, she's taller than me. She's like 5'8". Okay, so I mean, Lila's about 6'3". So she kind of stands next to you and looks down and I'm, I'm sorry for grabbing you. I did not want you to fall. That's okay. Thank you for stopping me from falling to my death. Auntie Brad spikes. So the Brad spikes were very bad. Um, yes. Maybe next time we should break the spike off and, like, bring the whole thing up. But, uh, the pulling him off was probably not, um, it, it's fine. Um, you tried your best. Are you enjoying your time in the mist, you sorry soul? Follow the conspiracy at Mist Tales D and D on Twitter, or visit TalesFromTheMists.com, where you'll find our blog, a link to our Discord community, and other horrors. But wait, there's more terror. Add atmosphere to your Tales from the Mist time with a cup full of Lantern in the Mists tea, blended by Friday afternoon tea. This green tea speaks of rolling mists with bright mineral essence. Green tea, flowers, and cool ginkgo come together to ease the mind while sparkling the spirit. Find Lantern in the Mist Tea at bit.ly slash lantern tea. So she would go back by reader and I guess they would take a look around and see how to go further down. Okay, so uh, the stairs down on the other side, you can avoid that collapsed area um, and continue down the stairs. Okay, that makes sense. Hopping over it. You just do like a hop over. Yeah, you can even just step around it. It was just one one area of the platform that you're on. Okay. Uh, shall, shall we go ahead, Dr. Balthazar? That was... That was... Uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, discovering the things. The guidebook says, uh, the, the, my, 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 my experience says we should, <clears throat> we should go ahead with the, with the adventure, the, the discovery, finding the tomb, sleeping. Lastly, like, rolls her eyes and groans really loudly and just shoves him in the direction of the stairs, just like very <laughs> roughly. Would you would you like to go first, Doctor? Your experience could be invaluable. Uh, I think you were doing a great job. No, I really, I think that, I mean, none of us know how to avoid Brad Spikes. Clearly, you are the expert here. And Bosley shoves him again towards the <laughs> stairs. Uh, all right. All right. And, and he reaches into his pocket and he takes something out and he starts speaking um, an incantation. And you see that his eyes suddenly sort of light up um, with arcane energy and he starts looking around and he goes, well, I, I don't see anything else ahead. I think we're okay. I think we're okay. And he starts walking down the stairs. Why didn't you do that before? What was that? Yeah, did, did, is there any way we are able to pick up the mutterings uh, if the incantation? <laughs> what, 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 what language was that in? <laughs> Anyone who is trained in Arcana may do this. Um, those of you, who, 
I actually, all of you except for maybe Lila would know that he, he is a wizard, and he has said he is a powerful wizard. I mean, he says a lot of things. <laughs> it's true. He does say a lot of things. Vasily is also a powerful wizard. <laughs> I'm a scientist, Vargas. Science. I rolled a 12 arcana. Uh, let's see. If we're doing a check, I would like to. Um, that was a six. He does magic. 14. The, the two of you who had uh, 12 and 14, so so Mercy and Vasily, recognize it as um, some sort of magic that, that gives um, sight or vision, awareness, something in that vein. You could recognize words for, for, uh, for sight in there somewhere. So Vasily clears her throat loudly and is like, <clears throat> so I guess you should lead the way then. If you can see, uh, um, of course, of course, I I knew that I should have done that from the very beginning. I, I think re- I think yeah. reader outstands a, ha- uh, a hand to the doctor. Like, come come with me, doctor. I I'll hold your hand down the stairs. If if you fall, I'll fall too. Vasily like reaches because she does not want reader to get damaged. She's just like, okay, fine, okay, and he does take your hand, reader. And sort of grips it very tightly. Sure. <laughs> and uh, you continue down the stairs. Um, hunched over, and finally the stairs open up. And as they do, there is a small door in front of you. Um, and he pushes it open. And when he does, uh, everything opens up. What do we see? Um, as you walk out, you see an enormous room. I mean, we are talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet high. There is an enormous stone statue of a woman who dominates the view before you. Your head barely reaches her ankles. The statue is seated on a block. Her hands are flat in her lap. She's dressed in a shift, and she has a large round collar that uh, glints with gemstones way, way up high. And she is wearing a crown. Between her feet is a second statue. This one is about 12 feet tall. This is a well-muscled woman. Um, she only has one arm. Her other arm ends just above her elbow. Both statues. Um, would Lila recognize, I mean, she would most likely recognize uh, these statues, or maybe she wouldn't? Having been in the temple? She probably... It is likely that this... Give me a history. Oh, boy. Don't roll under the computer. Okay. Um, that's going to be really bad. Um, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> this is someone really important. You get that much. Uh, and... I, I will convey that she looks. She looks very important. I, I agree. She's she's quite tall, uh, at the very least. Extremely. Is this a painted statue or is it just a stone statue? No, this is a carved statue. Stone statue. Full carved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I can I call upon my not to to cramp your style? Can I call upon my own uh, readings and study? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, just make me feel great. <laughs> yes. Uh, would that be a, a history or? A- yes, a history, please. History or religion? Your choice. Oh, okay. Uh, that would be a fourteen. Okay, because this is this is what you have been studying, uh, mostly under temperance. Um, 
who seems to have been doing the bulk of the research and then informing Dr. Kettle, um, that this is likely to be Antipas. Um, and the statue of the woman, um, seated beneath Antipat's feet, um, is likely Nefir, her wife. Mm, I mean, it was very nice to give a statue to her partner as well. Maybe keep the sizes a little bit together, but I, I'm not an art critic. <laughs> I mean, it is a god king. Do you think that the ego is small? Very, very, very well said. Very well said. Uh, is it, does it look like the... Um, I think it's entirely appropriate. <laughs> uh, I wonder how big a statue the doctor would have. Bigger than this one. Mm. <laughs> the doctor is very small. Like, maybe comes up to just the top of the pinky toe. Oh, great. Okay. Um, but the doctor does say, there's a, there's a room there. There's something. Pointing behind, uh, behind the, the, uh, statue of Nefir. And there is also something over there. And there is, um, a, you don't necessarily, everybody give me a perception roll, please. Mm. Yeah. 13. 18. That is a 12. 17? Anyone who was uh, 17 or higher would see it, but everyone else, you're just seeing the doctor pointing at, at, at another wall of hieroglyphics. Um, right here. Right here. Don't don't you see it? I mean, honestly, I've, everyone can see this. No? This is why I'm in charge. Look what I have discovered. So there's a room here and there's a room there. Lila walks a little bit closer so that the light cantrip kind of, you know, the light illuminates the area a little bit better. Indeed, there is a room there. Would you like to open it? Yeah, open Let's it. Let's discover it. Sure. I mean, we have already discovered it. Would you like to open it? Absolutely. And the doctor uh, looks at it and he he sort of pushes a couple of different points on the hieroglyphics and temperance <coughs> <coughs> And she sort of, he looks at her and she goes, <laughs> and, uh, the door slides open. And there is a small, uh, it's dark in there. I think Reader, I think Reader winks at Temperance, but he doesn't know how to wink, so he just blinks both eyes at her. Okay. Like, good, like a good job wink, like, good one. And Temperance sort of, it's all the doctor. She takes notes. No, it's not. I'd like to go to go from here. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of my job. Yes, I guess it is okay. as well. I, uh, I I make sure my candle my candle wick is lit before we go back in. Hmm. You just like, hear somebody put the candle back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Temperance says, and you you see her taking notes. Strange, They're hidden. So I would go in, and I mean, it's it's slightly illuminated if I if I know how this how I was told this works with the light, so I can kind of see it there. Okay, um, Vargas, where are you? I am perhaps maybe looking for things covered in gold. I'm just saying, you know, there could be like a loose, something a little loose. Did you look in this? Did you want to look in this room or do you want to? This is the hidden room. So somebody has already stuck their face in the probably cursed hidden room, correct? Like, and their face didn't melt off. I mean, you, you, you don't see if their face melted off or not, but. 
I didn't you hear didn't, any screams. You didn't so. hear any screams. Um, yeah, I'll look around like this the the statue, like oh, maybe there's like I don't know, an emerald stuck in there or something. <laughs> um, but I will also like kind of like try and take a peek in the in the room. I don't want to get my face melted off by a curse like in the mummy. Like that's my main goal. <laughs> my face is very handsome. I don't want to, I also don't want to get eaten from the inside. Oh the scarab so. like over your skin? Oh, oh. oh, oh no, stop. Nope. Oh, yeah, no, that, no. Nope. None of that. But I didn't hear anybody scream, so I'll, like, you know. Well, he's so, made out of metal, so the scarabs probably would have avoided him. Oh, yes. But, but the, doctor, the doctor also peeked in, too. So the doctor wanted to go discover the room as well. Um, and there was not a scream there. Um, okay. So uh, the light off of Reader's um, candle is illuminating. Um, and you see the walls of this room. It's a small room. The walls are carved with a lunar disc on top of a, oh, and, and uh, gotcha. And, and the light also off of, coming off of Lila's amulet mm-hmm. is now illuminating the room as well. The walls are carved with a lunar disc on top of a crescent room. And the largest wall has a painting of a man with the head of an ibis seated on a throne. There is also a pedestal, Vargas, with a glittering purple gemstone. Uh, um. You can all give me knowledge or religion checks. On identifying, uh, on identifying the, the dog man? Uh, yes. And, and the symbology in here. No, is it the dog or the ibis? You said the head. Oh, so sorry. It's the head of an ibis, ibis. Mm-hmm. and uh, and Lila, if you would like to, you may also give me a second religion check. I definitely rolled a two, so I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just like a brand new baby. <laughs> uh, that'd be a twenty. Natural that looks 20. like a nat twenty. Face. Nice. Oh, who got nat twenty? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, reader, you got a twenty as well. Uh, it was a twenty-six, but not—it's—it's it's a dirty twenty-six. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, reader, you recognize uh, that this is uh, the iconography and an illustration of Thoth, who is the god of wisdom and divination. Mm. And Lila, you know also, uh, additionally, that Thoth is the husband to Ma'at, the goddess of justice, who weighs the souls of the dead. Hmm. Interesting. Do, what, what business do these two gods have here in, in a place not dedicated to them? That seems strange, correct? The gods have a place everywhere, reader. Do you not know that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm still new to the subject. If you want to talk about shipbuilding, I know much about that. I have no need of shipbuilding. I live in a desert. <laughs> well, your time will come when you'll need a ship. Don't you worry. Uh, is that is the metagame? Is this like? Am I aware uh, the same thing that these are like? These are gods that are kind of are in the same like pantheon, so to speak, right? They are in the same pantheon, roughly, but they are not really worshipped here. They're not common in this region at all. They, these are sort of very esoteric, uh, almost mythologized within the mythology. Hmm. Okay. A question. Yes. And this is semi out of game just because of of Thoth um, and the scribe that is missing. 
because that would have been a scribe god. Mm-hmm. Would Lila know this? I mean, you said she would know that he was the god of knowledge and... Yes, uh, you do know that the iconography of Thoth uh, often includes, uh, he, he was ascribed to the gods, and uh, that he often was depicted holding scrolls or or uh, writing implements um, or recording. Rita. Yes. The scribe that went missing, did they not... Did their case not have an ibis on it? It seems coincidental. That is uh, very coincidental. And I think you and I both already know that when there's this much of a coincidence, it's not a coincidence. Blink, wink. Blink, wink. Uh, <laughs> uh, I look, is, is, uh, also, by the way, I, I'm very <laughs> into this deity of someone who collects parchment and, and writing. This is... This religion thing's not as wrong as bad as I thought. Uh, <laughs> Thoth is very important. Yes. Do, do any of you here? I, I turned back to the rest of the party. Do any of you uh, worship worship these gods at all? Should we be taking our shoes off? Uh, anything? I mean, not this one. Lila would look at the very, very dirty floor full of sand. I, I don't believe that uh, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Mercy pokes her head in and says, "I don't know who these are. They sound." Cool, though. I mean, divination and justice, like, those are good things. Vasily mm. rolls her eyes. Judging the souls of the dead sounds like a servant of death. We must be on the right track. Yeah, is uh, are there any um, writings in the room, perchance? Uh, theoretically, if you were going to worship someone of, of Keeper and of the Records, there should be records in here. They're most prized possessions. There has already been proof that there were incursions. True. Very true. Very true. Is there anything? Is there anything like le- any uh, parchments or anything left behind, or any writings uh, in the room? Give no, no. You do not see any parchments or writings mm, okay. left behind in the room. Okay. Mm. Uh, Vargas, what are you doing? So I have this glove that also has purple jewel on it, and I want to see if like the one in the jewel or the sorry the the jewel on the glove is like bigger. Is it like the same type of jewel? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a freestanding. It's a really. It would fetch a good price. Um, this is like on display. Um, there might have been a nice pillow under it, but that has rotted away. If there were, um, but it is on a pedestal on display. I would like to check around <laughs> it to make sure there's like nothing like something's gonna. Would I notice that this person is very interested in this very shiny thing? You are looking at the walls, correct? You're examining. I, I was. I saw the statue, and then I looked around. I was looking okay. around the room. So this is sort of, I think, happening simultaneously. Okay. Unless Vargas, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to be sneaky about this, or do you want to be noticed? Uh, I mean, just, uh, is it, nobody's using it. <laughs> is, or is it for? Okay, it's not. Did you find something, Vargas? Uh, yeah, I did. It's a big rock. Um, you should be careful with that. I mean, everything here is probably dangerous, so just make sure it's not, like, cursed or anything, you know? I don't, I mean, what, like, living is a curse, is it not? Vargas, like, it's a mummy, it's alive. a mummy tomb. Please do not touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> At least, like, inspect it before you, like, you know, like, don't eat it or anything. 
It's just like one big giant <laughs> rim pop. Like, <laughs> take, a, take, take a lick of the yeah, it's, Essentially, this is a a uh, a, a gem of rim pop. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be grape? It makes your hands very sticky. No. Can I like inspect it? To yes, see, like- absolutely. Uh, it has. It's beautifully clear. Um, it is. Um, it looks like it might be an amethyst. Okay. Okay. What other kinds of inspections are you doing on it? Um, can I do like I, I want to see if it's like cursed? Can I like? Would that be Arcana? Would that do you have detect a curse? No. Okay. <laughs> I think the way to detect a curse is you just take the treasure and you see what happens. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ooh, I have a test I want to do. I want to try and like touch it with one of the beanie baby hands. Like, just be like, okay, zap it. Uh, zap the beanie baby. You. You, Vargas, you reach out and you stretch your hand toward it. Um, and you feel almost a pull toward it as you, as you, um, touch the, be- the beanie baby to it, but nothing happens. I pick up the gem with the beanie baby and I immediately turn around to Vasa and be like, remember how you told me just two seconds ago not to touch anything? Yeah, because this, <laughs> this is a be- this is a tomb of a, of a mummy. So everything is probably booby-trapped. Well, I picked it up, as you can see. Well, technically not me, but it told me to, so it's fine. Can Vosley smack it out of his hand? So actually, something happens before that (sighs) conversation happens. Um, So Vargas, the second you pick it up and you have it in both hands, um, you have your vision changes and you're seeing now into the stone. Um, it's almost like you get pulled into it for a moment. Um, give me a D hundred percentile roll. Oh no. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> I, it's what I deserve. It is what you deserve. <laughs> it's what I deserve. Uh, 24. Okay. Um, you see a woman with a long white braid, misty blue skin. Uh, she has a thorny whip at her side, and she is wearing very fitted black leather armor dotted with purple gems. It almost looks like spider's eyes uh, in the glint of darkness. Um, and she is speaking with a uh, Vistani woman who has a three-stringed instrument on her back. She has tan skin and bright skirts, and they're looking at a map. Uh, and you see the woman with the instrument pointing to the map, and you see the uh, white-haired woman nodding and her eyes sort of set. And then you're out of it. Ugh, this jump sucks. I put it back. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> I, I put it back with the beanie, like, I don't want that. What, what happened? Yeah, what, what did you do? do you, are you cursed now? What are you just... dying? Are you dead? <sighs> Life is a curse. This is depressing. Oh, he's just depressed. Just ignore him. Oh, that's normal. That's normal for him, is it? Okay. That's very normal for him lately. It's probably worthless anyway. The magic stone show you awful things. Like, Awful things? Like what? that. Oh, it will be okay, Vargas. And Mercy goes over and just kind of side hugs Vargas. You smell very nice today. I just want you to know that. Thank you. I smell nice every day. That's true. And then I hug her with my arm, but also the beady baby. It's just like, it's a big, nice hug. 
It's weird, but you're going through. I'm things, going so through it's okay so for many now. things. <laughs> I think at this point, Lila would turn around from the wall and just see this like semi-group hug and just is this is this normal? Is this are we? I mean, sometimes we like to hug, but usually Vasily doesn't like to hug, so we don't really hug her. But I am going through some things. You tall, beautiful angel. Just want you to know. Also, Vasily, you remember how you told me I wasn't supposed to touch anything? I definitely touched something, just so you know. Yeah, you're the, you're you're awful. We're probably gonna walk out of here. And there's gonna be a pit full of spikes or something. You need to not touch things. I, I do ad- Have you not I do admire your uh, interest in in examining artifacts uh uh Vargas uh, uh if could I could I inspect it at all to see uh how it was was placed uh, where it was originally before you disturbed it Yeah Absolutely uh what would how are you trying to look I at I guess that? I was trying to see like if there is if I could pick up any kind of um nature or purpose to its arrangement you said it was like a crescent moon correct uh, that's carved on the wall. That is a symbol mm-hmm. of thought. Okay, so yeah. I think that's what you and I were looking at before. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this amethyst stone. Yeah. Is it just like if there's anything about the the way it was carved? Uh, uh, if it looks like there was, if it's just like oh, a cool stone versus we put this here as a as a part of the tomb. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it looks it looks like a well, very well carved stone, a very high quality gemstone that was placed in some sort of place of honor. In this room. Interesting. Uh, well, really, my top question is: uh, are, are those beanie children for sale? <laughs> it depends. How much do you want to pay me uh, for? I, well, um, uh, whatever I gain from this uh, excursion, money's not really a thing for me. My God, <laughs> 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 I don't understand the words that just came out of my mouth. I will give it to you for five hundred electrum. <laughs> It's like kind of falling apart. It's like one of those things that's been very clearly loved. Like the tag is like kind of like chewed up. Um, and like, it's a little threadbare. It's vintage. What's know? its name? I opened the tag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget my name? <laughs> I don't, look, here's the thing. All of your weird children have different names too. So who knows? I I will trade you for this wonderful Vasily uh, bean child, but uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is very weird, but I'm not going to stop it. I'm confused by this interaction, and I will return to studying more. <laughs> Temperance, take the gem. We should take it for the, the, the artifacts. We should. We have use. We have use for I, it. I don't think you should take it. It's not yours. Nah, let him take it. If he gets cursed, it'll be really funny. I mean, is it ta- it's, is it taking or is it discovering? I I, I think it's a discovery. There we go. We wouldn't we wouldn't have museums if we didn't discover <laughs> things. See, this one understands. I don't know why the rest of you don't. For people like the doctor, it seems that discovering and taking seem to mean the same thing to them. Even when it belongs to uh, someone uh, else. Semantics. Uh, doctor, if I if I may, wasn't the purpose of our expedition to uh, suppress the awakening of an ancient god? There was nothing about uh, pilfering jewels. This, you never know when you might need a gem for a spell component, or there's plenty of use. What do you use? We're gonna take it. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go. 
and 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 Tempest goes, ah, ah, okay, doctor, and and takes the gem and and has a moment, and then she goes and puts it in her bag. Um, can I put a, a one of the other Beanie Babies like where the gem was? <laughs> Absolutely, you may. No one will know. See, it's fine now. And then I will give like one of the other Beanie Babies. I'll just like tuck it into Reader's like adventure vest. But you can have okay. that one. As long as it's the same mark, you know, quality and and series line, that's fine. <laughs> it's same edition. The serial numbers are nearly. <laughs> okay. It smells faintly of French fries and grease. It's yes. Okay. Ah, fond memories. Okay. Oh, well, Doctor, uh, I I don't really see any uh, gods uh, sleeping or or awake here. Maybe maybe this is not the room for us. No, this seems to be a uh, for some strange reason that. that- that person, I don't. They have a strange head. It's not the head of a horosite. Temperance, take a note, and we should move on. No, that is that is Thoth. That is the, uh, and she is. I, I mean, I assume the doctor just keeps walking, and Lila's like, but <laughs> <laughs> onward, onward. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Was I? Were we able to glean anything from that mural on the wall? Did the mural mean anything? Uh, um, in that room, uh, no. It was recognizing Thoth and and the well symbology, different symbology okay. of Thoth. Just shout outs to mm-hmm. Thoth. Just yeah. Just that. Yeah. Just just thought Thoth thoughts. Just thought things. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Thoth thoughts. Shout out to my boy. Hashtag Thoth things. Uh, could reader could reader pull Temperance aside as everyone's kind of walking out and go. Uh, 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 temperance, uh, if I may, is do most of your excursions into tombs? Does the doctor take things with him? Uh, on occasion, he does find uses for them as, as spell components or as a uh, uh, just for, for, for the archives. Um, but he does. Uh, we don't we don't go on that many adventures in in tombs together. I. I did my field work in tombs, but he did his in in, in a library. Mm, you have more practical experience. Uh huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, Temperance, I I bow to your your knowledge here. I, I think Temperance is like are my boss still too, right? Like in terms of how it, how it works. Yeah. I mean, she's he calls her his intern, but really a kind of on the uh, on the roster. She's practically at the same level in terms of being in charge of the expedition. Sure, okay. Yeah. She's middle manager of this expedition at the very least above above us, probably, I'm guessing. Okay. She she basically runs essentially the lab where you have been doing a lot of your work. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mr. Cattle, didn't did you say you saw Inessa room? Uh yes. Well there's there's one right there behind behind that smaller statue as well. And uh I think there's some more stuff there's another hallway over there somewhere. Looks like. Should we check the, uh, the room behind the little statue? I suppose if you'd like. We can go discover that. For sure. Let's go. Yeah. Go Temperance. ahead. Temperance! And, and temp- uh, yes, Doctor, yes, Doctor. Uh, Lila and Reader, of course. We'll trot right over. <laughs> I'm so sorry for calling us the red shirts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's okay. I I didn't like this job anyway. <laughs> uh, before we go in, I just wanted to ask kind of like a knowledge question about the uh, the the partner's statue. Said was missing an arm, right? Uh, yes. 
Uh, do I know in that history of like, was that a, uh, was it like lost in a battle? Like, is that part of that character's history, so to speak? Uh, you had a 20? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I had 20 something on, on the knowledge of both of them, I believe. Uh, it, it seems that that just was who she was there. There wasn't any specific lore of her arm being lost in the battle, but that she just had one arm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That was Nathir. Okay. That's all I, that's all I had. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Mercy, the door to that room is open. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I have dark vision. Peering into the room, do I see anything? Yes, with your dark vision, you see that there is a, uh, a a sarcophagus with its lid, uh, off of it. The lid is broken and shattered on the floor. By the dust situation happening in the room, can I tell if this is recent or this happened a while this ago? looks like it's old. Um, there are also some hieroglyphics on the wall. Okay. Mercy is going to uh, stride into the room kind of like on her t- the toes of her okay. hoofs. If, if that's a thing that Absolutely. can happen. Um, I don't know how hoofs work. And to try to like peer into the open sarcophagus. Give me a quick dex check, just to make sure that you can get there without disrupting too much. Uh, that check would be a 12. Does your uh, acrobatics add anything to that? Um, same okay. thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's fine. You, you, um, you, there's a slight uh, clicking of your hoofs on the stone floor. But you're able to walk over and you can peer in. Um, you see that there is a, a piece of a broken onk in there. Oh, okay. Um, and that is uh, what is in the sarcophagus. It is empty otherwise. Uh, what material is the onk made out of? Or the- it's obsidian. Okay. Um, I would like to investigate before I okay. touch it. But then I would like to pick it up so that Vargas can have something shiny. What kind of investigation would you like to do on it? Um, Mercy would probably lean towards doing more of an Arcana check. Okay. Um, to see if there's like sense she senses like a magical. So are you doing like a detect magic or? Uh, I can't do detect magic. Basically, I want to check if there's like signs of a trap of some sort. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, it's a five. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I pick you, it up. You pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, is anyone else coming into this room as well? Uh, Lila would have followed yes. Mercy. Sacrificial pawn reader is there. Vargas is also there. Constantino? Uh, sure, I don't think I would want to be too far from everyone. Okay, and Vasily? Uh, no, Vasily 100% stands outside the door with her arms Smart. crossed. <laughs> Tell our story, Vasily. Tell our story. <laughs> yeah, I won't, but sure. <laughs> Um, and as she's picking it up before something terrible happens, uh, Mercy's saying, Oh, Vardgis, Luke, I discovered this for you. Um, it's a piece of obsidian, you yes. said? Oh, so it's like a black, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, like black and shiny. I'd be like, oh, and, I love it. And I then. And Mercy, you... You blinked, and the room has changed. You are in a different place, and you are in charge of everything. The world is at your whim. You are in your home, and your queen is there with you, and you have just returned back from the Temple of the Gods. Oh. 
Um, I return from the temple of the gods and I turn to my wife and I say, um, my beauties, the gods have finally hurt me. I'm blessed. I will live forever. And the rescue, you're hearing Mercy speak a different language. Do we recognize the language? Yes. Vargas slowly like moves his hands away and be like, you know what, actually, I am sorry I said it was trash. Um, I don't, uh, she sounds very angry at me. Um, everyone sees Mercy kind of reaching her arm out. Um, I guess she was, she was kind of standing facing Vargas, so she kind of reaches her arm out towards Vargas as he backs away. Um, but, uh, in her head, Mercy sees herself reaching out um, to the woman depicted by the smaller statue, Nefir. And Nefir crumbles to the floor. As soon as soon as you touch her, the light in her eyes just goes out and she falls to the floor dead. As if uh, like a candle in a gust of wind as the gods take her from you. As the great Elton John once said. <laughs> 5,000 candles in the wind. The rest of you are hearing Mercy speaking in this other language, and uh, Kettle sort of is staring, and then all of a sudden goes, Temperance, Temperance, take notes, take notes, and Temperance is taking notes, and, and, and he begins to, to try and, and translate, uh, and uh, seventh, uh, seventh sun, seventh time, seventh time the sun, seventh time the sun of suns doth, doth rise to, to, to send the, the and mercy uh the sun in the room around you you see the sun rise and set seven times um and then you see the burial rituals for your wife um you see the customs as she is uh prepared for burial as the sun continues to rise and set during those that those seven times um and the final ceremony is completed and it is now deep in the night and you see uh a being wrapped in funerary linens approaching you and she has one arm and she comes closer and uh she reaches out to you to embrace you all of you see Mercy kind of like throw up her arms in front of her and she starts stumbling backwards until she like hits the sarcophagus um, and almost kind of falls into it. And she just starts screaming, um, leave me be, leave me forever. Go away, go away. And Mercy, you see her begin to turn and then she changes um, and she changes into a tall woman with a very straight, rigid back. And she has raven hair, which cascades down in waves. She has olive skin, which is offset by a blue flowing dress, which trails behind her. And mercy on your hand, you feel a tingling warmth as your ring begins to flow. Dr. Kettle, uh, 
forms a sentence and understands as, as temperance is scribbling furiously says, seventh time the sun, the sun of the sun's doth rise to send the knave to an eternity of cries. Uh, and, and temperance is continuing to write and write and write, um, as mercy has been uttering these, these syllables of a, a, a tongue that has been lost for centuries. And what would you like to do? So the rest of us just like are hearing Mercy like cry out, but and then the doctor like scribbling or like transcribing or you know telling notes to Temperance. You're hearing Mercy cry out in a she is muttering in a language that you do not understand, um, and the doctor is clearly hearing what she's saying. And but she looks distressed, right? She does, and she has stumbled backwards against the sarcophagus, and you saw her do this. I would like to, like, gently touch her, because it seems like she's, okay, like, reacting to something that the rest of us can't see. Okay. Um, and Mercy, you feel a hand on your shoulder. Am I s- kind of shocked back into present time, or am I stuck in? Okay. Um, Mercy feels that hand. She has a kind of, like, a cold sweat, um, and... Uh, She'll grab Constantina suddenly uh, and kind of like give you a little bit of a squeeze. Oh, you're here. You're real. And I, I, what happened? I touched the, the, the little gift for wild geese. And then suddenly I was somewhere else. I, and I was, I think maybe I was seeing through the God King's eyes on Pot Nafir was there, and um, she died, but then she came back, and it was terrible. She was coming for me. Okay, I think I'm so should, scared. We should stop touching things. If Argus, let's not touch anything else. Vasily, uh, let's all be on the same page that we're not going to touch any more things, okay? Like, unless we, like, really check things out, because you both, like, had weird, like, visions upon touching things, and I don't think that that's very helpful right now. So we will find these... Sorry, count, counterpoint, if I may. As much as I want no harm to fall on any of you. We should repeat the experiment and see, right? Perhaps with a control. I nominate myself to to try again and see if a similar you know, result occurs. You should touch that rock. I'll give you, I'll give you another beanie uh, baby. Another beanie baby? Well, that's 500 <laughs> electrons or whatever you call your money here. Yeah. I just think that we should be careful... I mean, if we're going to touch things, we should maybe do some due diligence or something before we just start, you know, poking things, because we don't know if this is making things worse, if it will maybe empower whatever, you know, we're trying to defeat, or if they can see us speak through it, you know, that's... Magic is complicated and dangerous, so just be careful. I just wanted to do something nice for Vardkis, and he said it was nice, right, Vardkis? You like it? Maybe that's always. I did like the garbage rock that you gave me. That is true. I like it less so now because apparently it is full of curses. <laughs> so. But you didn't know that at the time. Not one to look a uh, gift owlbear in the beak. Let's find Vargas a not cursed, like sparkly thing. Vargas, we will definitely find you something. But I don't know if this is the best place to be. You know, shopping for jewelry or whatever. So it was fair. It was fair. Um, while they're talking. Lila would have, because um, she was already next to the sarcophagus with Mercy, she would kind of... Did you drop the piece back in the sarcophagus, or where is it? Um, I had turned to hand it to Vargas. Um, 
I imagine it probably is dropped like next to the sarcophagus from when I stumbled back. So Lila would like to kneel next to it and before touching it would like to uh, cast Detect Good and Evil. Okay. You sense uh, you do not sense anything coming from it. You do not sense any uh, aberrations, fey, fiends, undead coming from it. Um, or in the immediately surrounding area. I do not believe that the stone itself is cursed. But I think you were seeing a memory. I can I can curse. Fear Vasir. I I think Octopat's memory. If you were seeing a fear, it would make sense. She said or I said I don't know, I'm very confused. I said that I would leave forever. Since the gods have blessed me. I feel like I need to I just need to ask, uh do you any of you usually have uh Experience such as this when when picking up artifacts is this part of your your thing? Am I part of a CSI sitcom where if you touch uh, cursed items, you flash back like the the Ghost Whisperer sort of thing? Mercy oh. thinks for a second and then raises her hand. <laughs> yes, you have a history with with such with such. I do sometimes see things, then I touch things, or then I walk into places. Hmm, that is usually they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is very Take an inspiration for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is very handy. I, I actually, Reed just wants to ask, and, and instead of turning to the doctor, he turns to Temperance and goes, "Is any of this fitting what you expected to find in this tomb?" We had we had some some guesses about about the God King. Um, some records indicated that his uh that he was surrounded by 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 many. Undead, and some of the hieroglyphs out there—they—they they seem to to show that 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 he he had some sort of curse blessing that that was allowing him to. Uh, I, it's unclear whether it was grant grant life or cause death. I, the 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 the, the, the runes are, are are slightly confusing and ambiguous, but. Something in that vein. Uh, but there's, there's nothing in, in here that indicates that, that Nefir was ever returned, or, or came back, or, or, uh, that she, that's why they, they seem to have, have left, uh, left the tomb open for her. Hmm. It was left waiting for her, is what you're saying. Uh, yes, it, it seems they they don't specify how she died, but but they don't they don't they don't mention her as one of the 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 living dead either. Interesting. Which is strange because most of most of Antipat's, uh, uh, uh ilk were were eventually the living dead, from what I can tell. I think I was. I was sure it was Nafir. She was wrapped in her linen still, and she had Sivan arm. I was sure it was her. Hey, I don't know. It, it seems they, they never had her, her come back, and that's why they, they left the tomb open all these years. If you have seen things like this before, maybe it was a warning to you? A warning? Do you think... 
maybe Nafir is here still. It's very possible. It is possible. They would have interred her here. Is the way all like the so rubble the, and the rocks? They, what what uh, Mercy saw and what the hieroglyphs have shown, just to clarify, is they buried her and she, she came to Anxapot in the night and then never returned. Okay. So we have a missing body, is what we're saying. Um, in the vision, what you could tell uh, from the vision, she seemed to walk into the into the, the desert, into the out into the wilds. But you you saw this woman in the blue dress with the long dark hair. And then my the ring on my hand burned. The one the stained glass ring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Oh no, chat! What does it mean? <laughs> This is just a long shot. This is still a new field for Reader. Uh, but maybe there's a way to satisfy this tomb and and give it its proper burial while it the its pr- proper owner is not here. Maybe we can sort of act, play act one out and have a... I'm going on a limb here, but... Uh, you know in the mummy <laughs> sorry I'm not gonna break the meta, <laughs> the meta of the <laughs> I, I haven't uh, I, 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 I've, I've seen mummies but I, I don't know the the mummy well if it's a, it's a very good film in the dimension uh, I caught glimpses of uh, but if there was a way to satisfy Temperance this looks t- puzzled <laughs> Temperance is like I'll tell you about the great Brendan Fraser later um, a film? like uh, on top of milk <laughs> Kind of like that. But, but what I'm going for is if there's any way to satisfy this tomb's requirements. If any of us were, say, to dress up and pretend to have a burial here, maybe the spirits would put his rest? It's just a crazy idea. Like a performance? Yes. Like we could do like a little show yes. to play. Crazy I idea. Oh, so I like a it. A ritual? So it's like a ritual. A ritual, yes. Much better than a stage play. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here, okay? How dare you? <laughs> I, 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 I've never heard of that, but I, I suppose you could try it if you wanted to. I like rituals, like when you find somebody who's done something bad, and so you ritually sacrifice them to death, and you dedicate their death to these three horsemen, so that the apocalypse does not happen. That's what yeah. a ritual? It's that's. Yes, just like that. And Vosley like grabs Kettle by the collar. Like, does anyone have does anyone have a dress we can put him in? <laughs> I don't know if I do. I don't know if I have dresses on me. Lila is really regretting her boss sending her on this job at this point. <laughs> this is very confusing for someone who just lives in like a cloistered temple. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe clothes don't matter. Maybe we can just put him in the tomb and see what happens. Yeah, and yes, Doctor, this would be a, a bold exploration of the tomb itself. I think a, a grand honor of anything. And uh, Rosalie, he whispers to you as you have him up by the calling bus. I'll tell you the whole prophecy. The the what? Oh. And she says that very loudly. <laughs> she says <laughs> the the. Do you, do you, excuse me, do you know more than you're telling us? Oh, oh, I got, I got, I got the whole thing down. The, and Vasily, like, 
lets him down, like puts him down, but still is like holding onto the front of his shirt. T- what? Tell tell me what are you gonna what What are you talking about? I was making you an offer. Okay, you're gonna have to enlighten me a little bit more. I'm getting very frustrated with you. You're a very frustrating man. <laughs> I don't really don't are get you, this. Are you saying visibly. this loudly enough for everyone to be included in this, or are you having this as a private conversation? Um, she's saying it loudly because she's not picking up on the fact that he's trying to be secretive. Okay, she's just not picking up on it. Oh, uh, you know, which what what uh. <coughs> What, uh, what, uh, what, what that one said, <clears throat> you know, Bosley like looks, looks to the side. I got it. I got a little bit, I got a little bit more of it than, uh, <clears throat> than I might've said. A little bit more of what she was saying. But go ahead. T- tell us. Give me a persuasion roll. Persuade with my fists. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I smack Vargas a lot. Ooh, okay, that is, ooh, that was actually really good. 19 plus 3. Okay. You, uh, he, he snaps his fingers and Temperance hands him the book, and he shows it to you. I am going to give you what it says, and you may do with what, do with it as you wish. Uh, Secrets. <laughs> I feel like Vasily would read it out loud in an annoyed way. Hundred <laughs> percent. I guess it depends on what it says, but she she does not care about keeping this man's secrets. She's very irritated with him. Why? He's a he's a lovely, charming person. He's so endearing. <laughs> he adjusts his goggles and and says, "Well, actually, a few more times." Oh my god. Sits down on a little stone bench and like spreads his leg up, like as part as far as he can. <laughs> just like man spreading her. You know. This is what is written in his book. Can she like rip that out of his book and put it in her pocket because it's very long and she's not going to remember it? Yeah. Okay. She just like grabs it, snatches hey! his book out of you- his hands. She's like, no. You said I could have this. You said I could read it. So she just Are we like, all seeing this <laughs> at this point? That is happening. She just like rips the papers out. <laughs> you saw Vasily grabbed grabbed uh, Balthazar by by the collar and held him up, and then she started yelling about something. Uh, and he snapped his fingers and grabbed a book and showed her something, and then you saw her rip a page out of it. And he's happy about it. I think. I think. By the way, I think Reader like shuddered when he saw a page ripped out of the book. It was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, just hurt. It just hurt real bad. Vasily mentally tucks that away that he also cares about books and he knows about hydration <laughs> and he knows about capitalism. It's very advanced. Um, she just sticks the. She like folds the paper up and sticks it in her pocket and like shoves kettle again for good measure. <laughs> okay. He kind of shoves up against the wall. <laughs> Well, Temperance, uh, take a note. We, we discovered a, an empty sarcophagus belonging to Nefir. We found it. It's ours. We found it. Onward. And he walks out of the room, adjusting his feet. 
uh, doctor, respectfully, information is supposed to be shared with everyone, not kept privately in an academic study. Are you following him out of the room? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I wanna, <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm doing it very respectfully, but just like, I just want to remind you of how uh, I was raised about academic studies. He just marches ahead crankily. <laughs> okay, well, nah, not, not working for this doctor anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems pretty awful. Um, there is, uh, it, it is pretty late in the day. Um, you have had a long day. The, the secret room seems like it could be a potentially defensible spot to take a rest for the evening. Um, this also could be, uh, a spot that has only one entrance and could be a defensible spot. If you wanted to rest here, you could. Um, you also could continue on. Hmm. I wouldn't mind exploring this this tomb more. I feel like there's more mysteries here that we haven't uncovered yet, and and now there's book books are being murdered, and it, this is becoming a very dark adventure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mercy feels a sense of urgency to to press herself as much as she can. Mm-hmm. Lila definitely would. She she has a need to see what else is going on in here now. Okay. Um, Kettle scurry, uh, stomps ahead, um, and, and, uh, Temperance, uh, scuttles up after him, just, oh, professor, professor! Um, and everyone follows. Uh, and up ahead, you hear a low moaning. And that is where we will end it for this evening. You survived? How surprising. You must be a Mistwalker after all. Join our ranks at MistTalesDnd on Twitter or visit TalesFromTheMist.com. Till next week. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.